Wow, there's a lot to say there. And that was that's so interesting because you said about seeing patients that you can kind of relate to a family member or something. I did some work experience on a care for the elderly ward um, or yeah, a geriatric ward. And literally everyone, I was finding it so hard not to say, oh yeah, my grandma does that, my grandma does that. But like they all did things very similar to my grandma. And I think that could be potentially a kind of way of calming down. Could you like, no, I'm, I'm used to dealing with people like this. And then I guess there's also the flip side. If something bad does happen to them, then you think, well, as you said, like this could be my mom, this could my, be my grandma. So it's kind of, that was really interesting to hear about. And then you said about um, being open and honest and talking to other medics because they've been there before that's mm. yeah I can see how that would help because if you're talking to someone who's never done it like they can still be really nice with you and they can still um see how that's impacted you but they haven't necessarily been there before and they don't fully mm. understand what you've seen necessarily and I think my next question kind of leads nicely on from that so with being open about it and with letting someone know and you said how you um eventually got to telling your uni as well that you were struggling and especially with psychiatry would you say that now you're in final year being more open about it and having gone through medical school would you say it gets easier in so in terms of once you start being open about it with I think the first person to be open and honest with cliche is yourself (laughs) um you know really spend some time just reflecting on how you're feeling each day you know that's a form of mindfulness something that I'm still learning to do you know just check in with yourself and then you'll understand that you know the way that you're acting towards other people and you know the way that you're speaking to yourself um and then yeah I think you know be open and honest with your university they're not going to throw you out throw you out of medical school because you're suffering from your mental health if they did they'd have no doctors left um so do that yeah be open and honest with uh medical people and also yeah like we're saying do be open and honest with your loved ones but they'll give you support in a different way and once you do all those things like literally a weight will lift off your shoulders um the main one being yourself (laughs) once you're open and honest with yourself and overcome any sort of stigma that you have in your head about you know suffering with your mental health that we all do we all have you know biases about different things and and that's okay that doesn't make you a bad person but but do work on overcoming that because suffering struggling with your mental health is is normal especially as a you know I wish it wasn't um but you know like we've just been talking about the nature of things you're seeing the pressures um you know it's just it's just natural um I don't know whether your question was more like does it get easier in terms of just feeling those struggles not happening as much in terms of what you're seeing on placement is that what you meant well you said at the beginning a kind of about lack of self-belief and fear of failure oh, okay. so that thing all of those do they get easier as you go through I guess for me because I so I struggled with my mental health before I said I, I had an eating disorder before I was applying to medical school and then I got a bit better and then in my second year towards the end I struggled with depression and anxiety so I think on the back of that like um I wouldn't wish anyone to go through that but I do I don't feel lucky that's awfully the wrong word but it did at least push me to kind of work on these things that I guess I had to overcome in terms of being kind to myself treating myself with some more treating myself compassionately um you know working on my 
my self-worth, my self-esteem. Um, so after I worked on that, everything got easier. I mean, that doesn't mean to say that my mental health was perfect now and I never struggle. Like, of course not. Um, but yeah, I think the best thing that you can do early on is is just start being a bit compassionate to yourself and don't be afraid to reach out for help. And, you know, you don't have to be crying in bed every day to reach out for help. I think that's a massive misconception and one that I didn't really understand. I was like, oh, but I'm not sick enough to reach out for help. I'm not sick enough for therapy. You know, I just had another round of therapy a few months ago and I, you know, didn't have a mental health diagnosis. I mean, I was lucky that I could, I could do it privately as, you know, I appreciate it's difficult to access um, therapy on the NHS, not to say it's not possible that when I first had therapy for depression, I had that on the NHS. Um, so definitely reaching out for help, uh, whether that be your GP, whether that be through university, university does have specific mental health services, they have free counselling, which I would really recommend, you know, I did it, it's free, just go for it. Um, sign up in summer when they're quieter. <laughs> um, I think most, I mean, you'll you'll be able to tell me this, but I think most schools and colleges now have specific uh, mental health practitioners or people that are trained to support students with mental health. So definitely reach out to them. You know, it, it's free. You've got nothing to lose. Um, and you might learn, you know, before, don't let it get to the point where, you know, like me, you're pretty much crying at home every single day because that's just rubbish and no one needs to, you know, no one needs to have experienced that without, you know, if they haven't tried everything in, in their powers to, to, to start with. Um, so it does get easier once you appreciate those, but it doesn't get easy. <laughs> it's always yeah. a constant, it's, you know, we all should be working on our mental health, just that we all work on our physical health. You know, we don't, we don't run for a month and then go, oh, we're, we're healthy now, we'll, we'll stop. Or we don't eat, you know, five portions of fruit and then just eat McDonald's for the rest of our lives. Like it has, for our physical health, I mean, it has to be a constant process looking after our mental health just as it is for our physical health. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think it's reassuring that you said when you're honest with yourself, it's a kind of weight lift off your shoulders because you're not because a lot of the time with these things, depression and anxiety, you can kind of internalize it and be very focused in on yourself. So when it's when you're open with yourself, it's kind of, whew, as you said, weight lifted off your shoulders. I think that's really reassuring as a pre-medical student hearing that. And also you said about um, when it comes to counselling or therapy, not feeling sick enough and like you don't deserve it. And that's all part of the same thing again. And I have had my own mental health problems which I'm not really ready to talk about um that much but you know it's it's reassuring to hear to hear that it's a weight lifted off your shoulders but definitely definitely resonate with that like not feeling bad enough for for therapy and things like that and it's good that university from the people I've spoken to there's a lot of um services and things you can do to help you with that so that's that's really good to hear and as you said it is a process it's not just oh I'll take this magic thing and it will make me all better like it's it's definitely a, a kind of thing you've got to keep doing for a long time and that leads me on quite nicely to the next question actually so as, as I said as someone who's had mental health struggles and there's not many people who haven't to be fair but, <laughs> but so what would you say to someone who has had mental health problems or quite um serious depression or anxiety before medical school and they're nervous that say they go into psychiatry placement and it's a big trigger all the stress piled on them will make them turn back to that what would your 
kind of advice be or reassurance be to any students like that? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, as long as you have um, uh, sought help for it and, you know, you've been honest with yourself and I'd 100% recommend being honest with the medical school from as soon as I think it was on a UCAS form when I applied, um, you know, and I think I remember it being like, do you have any health conditions to, de- to declare, which I hate. I don't know if it still says that, but I, I hated that wording at the time. It made it sound like I was, you know, it always makes declare declaring something makes me feel like arriving in an airport and having to declare that I've got a load of drugs in my suitcase, um, which, of course, I've never had. <laughs> <laughs> feel like I've done something really bad and I'm a criminal um so I think that word is rubbish but definitely um not to sidetrack from the question um but definitely be honest from the start with your medical school and yeah medical schools um are trying to support people with mental health difficulties better and are always working on it um it's not to say that there's not more they should be doing or could be doing um but so at uh, where, the medical school that I'm at we have like a personal tutor who looks after our like sort of pastoral care so they're a really good person to talk to but yeah any edu- you have a lot of supervisors you'll find out at medical school so many different meetings to arrange um but having said all of that having a mental health condition in the past currently um or just you know not even having a diagnosis but struggling with your mental health is not something that means it never should put you off from studying medicine um it will never stop you from becoming a doctor um i i read the general medical council's guidance on doctors of doctors and medical students of mental health conditions so many times um and basically as long as you are honest with i keep saying this but it's so important honest with yourself getting any help that's necessary and being honest with your medical school or the nhs trust you're working with that is all they ever want um there is very 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 tiny number of doctors or medical students where um for a moment in time they won't be fit to practice that again doesn't mean that they'll never be fit to practice and that's a tiny 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 um major uh, tiny uh, number of, of doctors and medical students as i say doing any degree can be stressful um being living in 2023 can be stressful um so life is stressful and I think you know as we said I think at the start of of the recording um you know your end of your teens your early 20s are stressful times of your life for different reasons and different things are happening and even you know potentially moving away from home for the first time is you know it has is great and I think there is a lot of pressure on I remember being at school and kind of getting really fed up doing my A-levels and being like oh it'd just be so much better once I go to university and there's a lot of pressure and there's, there's this expectation that university is the best time of your life and and don't get me wrong it can be fantastic and I've had brilliant times at university but that pressure can kind of be a bit dangerous as well because it can be really rubbish especially when you start um I know I've posted a TikTok like at the start of this academic year being like where are all the students who are you know first year students who are not having a good time and it you know massively took off and I think that just shows that so many students can relate to that and I don't mean that in a doom and gloom way um but I guess if you are struggling when you first go to university at any point like that's normal you're not alone um but that's not me that as long as if you I think the best thing that you can do is just work on looking after your mental health from now and whether that be 
you know, if you've never heard of self-compassion, looking up compassion therapy, there's, if you just type in compassion therapy online, fantastic. Um, uh, and just, you know, finding things that really make you happy outside of medicine is so important. And you said like, you love history and don't ever neglect that. Or, you know, if you put it to one side for a time being like, come back to it, like that's completely fine. Like, as you said, medics are well-rounded and I think one of the things that I realized, which relates to the perfectionism thing, is I only ever did things if I was good at them, which is really rubbish. Um, so I've had to really challenge that in the last two years. And I now do things that I'm, you know, terrible at, like drawing and doing something creative or playing sport, which I'm not very good at, but it makes me happy. And that's like the best. That's why I'm doing it. So overcome that kind of achievement driven uh trait and just do things you have to do things outside of medical school the people that just study one don't actually do well in exams um don't become good doctors and and three just probably won't make it to the end because it's medicine is a marathon not a sprint like it's five six years at least and then that's not it it goes on and on when you're training and you know, if that means, um, I know you mentioned that you spoke to to Leah before, who I work really close with, and who's one of um, a really good friend of mine. Um, and you know, she probably told you about taking time time off. And I think, you know, had it not been for COVID, I was, you know, horrible, horrible time for so many of us. But I was lucky that it meant that I got some time back at home, and medical school kind of went quiet for a bit our exams got cancelled so it did give me time to just focus on myself for about six months so but you know obviously hopefully we'll never have that again in terms of lockdown so if that does mean that you need to take time off your degree time away then that's fine people have time you know even if that's a week off placement um or if it's a month or if it's a year or it's more I think I definitely realize as I get a bit older that when I was 17, 18, it felt like I had to get everything done. It felt like I had to go straight to university, get medical school done, become a doctor, get through training. But I, I just don't think that's the case. And I, I, you know, pretty much already decided that I want to do a F3 year between F2 and starting specialty training. And yeah, just more and more, it's just, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but you can do medicine if you've struggled with your mental health. And just because you've struggled before doesn't mean you're going to struggle again. Um, and actually you've probably already developed those coping strategies that I was talking about. But if it does, if it does, you know, dip again, that's really natural and normal. Um, you know, sadly, lots of people don't just experience one episode of poor mental health. Some people do, lots of people do. But if it does dip again, just reach out for help. And there's nothing to be ashamed of about reaching help. Um, in fact, it's, it makes you a better, will make you a better person and doctor for experiencing hardships. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like all of that. There's there's a lot in that as well. Like you're just giving all these amazing tips. <laughs> I can't shut up, that's why. <laughs> it's really good. And I mean, my GP said that. She said, just because you have this thing now doesn't mean you're always gonna be living with it. Doesn't mean this is a label for you forever. It's just mm -hmm. a blip and you might get another blip, but that doesn't mean it's your whole life. And I think that's really important to uh, mm -hmm. recognize that this isn't necessarily gonna carry on forever. And as you said also, um, I really like what you said about not only doing things that you know you're good at 
Um, I was away for the weekend. It was actually really nice. Me taking a weekend out to not revise and just really chill. And I was with my friend and she's really creative. We're actually really different. We get on so well. And she said, oh, let's do some painting. And I was like, really? I'm not, I don't, I enjoy it sort of, like the mindfulness of it. But I, again, like, I'm not used to doing it because I know I'm not good at it. And so I was like, okay, yeah, let's paint. But actually it was really nice and it was really relaxing. And it's just doing something that uh, you wouldn't necessarily do. And I spoke to someone else at, a, at an event recently and they absolutely love art. And they've, I think they're now in their GP training. So they're even further on and they're really trying to keep doing art, keep doing the things they enjoy, not just sciences, not just medicine. I think that also really helps as well because you're not just some medical machine kind of things I think that really helps definitely and like you said um if you're something doesn't come uh come to you naturally like art for example like you're saying and like you do find that you have to think about it more carefully and you know it is a form of mindfulness because you're literally not thinking about anything else you just have to I was a massive fan of like adult paint by numbers over lockdown and I you know, I really focused on it. I was like, I couldn't, you know, probably the perfectionist within me, I couldn't mess it up, but it was nice in terms of channeling that, you know, I couldn't think about anything else, which is so needed at times. And and yeah, it's great to also have friends who aren't the same as you and have different interests. Um, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, it is really nice. And then you, as I said, you're not just all medicine, 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 you've got these mm-hmm. other things you can do as well. And so I'm going to respect your boundaries because you said you have like to start <laughs> seven. seven sometimes. But um, so the last question is to end on a high. Um, what would you say you're most proud of so far in your whole life? <laughs> in my whole life? Wow. So many things. I mean, my answer is probably different now than it was three years ago in terms of I probably would have said like a academic or merit based achievement. Um, but I guess what I'm most proud of is probably I don't know making really good connections with people having you know a great partner um great friends it's taken me a while I think I didn't talk about this that much but I think it can take a while to find your people I'm doing like uh quotation marks for the people listening um but your people it, it can feel be really difficult um and it can take time and that's okay it doesn't make you a loser or all of these things it can be really challenging just because there's so many people when you go to university so I'm really proud of having a fantastic boyfriend a fantastic dog I have a cockapoo Mm -hmm. some call me mad as a medical student but I'm super proud that I've managed to he's sitting on my bed behind me now um I'm just proud of I guess I'm proud of of overcoming mental health conditions and proud of like I guess not being a afraid to follow the not being afraid to follow the crowd doing things because I want to do them I think I was definitely like a people pleaser growing up whether that meant you know wearing the same things as other people or doing the same things or saying I like the same music to fit in and I'm proud that I've overcome that and really just done things because I want to do them and and really overcome that fitting in with people and yeah building great connections with people and and yeah definitely more proud of all of those things obviously I'm proud of myself for passing my finals and all of those things but ultimately I think when you've struggled with with your mental health you realize that all of the things that make you 
happy and healthy and and naturally you know medicine is a my dog's heard me speak about him um naturally I don't know why my blurs are and I'll tell that on then you can see him um or the people aren't the people on the 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 audio can't can't see him but um he's a fluffy cockapoo um who looks a bit like a a teddy bear um uh but yeah I'm proud of all of those things and of course I'm proud of you know like I said at the start we should celebrate literally everything and it doesn't mean that we're arrogant about ourselves at all life is hard um and break down every little goal into small achievements and celebrate everything because life's too short not to gosh that got really deep (laughs) maybe my seven o'clock boundary is there for a reason (laughs) (laughs) no I love that and I've got a dog too and I'm surprised she's not in here disturbing me to be honest and I think having as you said having those connections is is so so important and also don't don't worry if you don't because you're not a loser I thought that's hilarious because starting college if I'd seen myself two years ago I'd have thought that is such a loser over there because (laughs) I found it hard to make connections and going into new places I'm sure it's the same with uni but once you have them you're like no I've actually worked really hard to maintain these and um, nurture these friendships and having a dog <laughs> yeah definitely having a dog I love that and yeah you should be proud of all those things and you've done so well and you've passed your finals and can be a doctor soon so I mean there's so much to be proud for and thank you for being on the podcast thank you for talking about all this amazing stuff no thank you for letting me talk about myself for an hour it feels very um self self-loathing <laughs> but, but nice you've given me like free therapy talking about everything um but no you should be super proud of yourself as well I think it's fantastic what you're doing and and yeah hopefully you've had a had a mix of yeah different insights um so I think it's so important to realize that everyone can have a different different pathway into medicine and, and mine is more conventional um but I think I'm actually probably more unusual I think most people the norm is to have a slightly windier route into it and just yeah don't don't be afraid to you know do things differently and in all areas in all areas of life there's there's no one one right right way and yeah hopefully some people listening if you're still listening have found something beneficial in in what I have to say but yeah thank you so much for having me oh honestly it's been so lovely to have you and yeah I hope people have gained as much out of this as I have and thank you for joining me today that that's all from the Medicinity podcast thank you for listening and join us next week and make sure to recommend this episode to any aspiring medics